Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of Podcateers. Uh, I'm going to make this as quick as possible. Uh, one thing I want to remind everybody about is that if you are listening to this episode before September 27th, 2014, that is the day that the Museum of the Weird exhibit at Creature Features in Burbank, California ends. So if you get a chance to go see this exhibit, uh, take a moment to go out and check it out. There was a lot of really weird art and it's if you're a haunted mansion fan or a fan of the museum of the weird it's definitely worth it Uh, it's a free exhibit so i know some of the art pieces were for sale Uh, you can contact creature features for more information on that the episode um, blog post for this will have the uh, website link and then the address in case you're interested in heading out there Um, So that's it. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody also that if you are listening through iTunes and Stitcher, please take a moment to leave a review and maybe even share it with your friends and recommend us if you like what we're doing. Uh, Thank you for all of the support that we've been getting so far. We love you guys. And um, that's it. Uh, Really short intro today. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy episode 14 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. It's not a twist cap. <laughs> yes, there, it is. It is. Dude, it's not a Why twist cap. Why do you keep it on a twist cap? I got Just it. You don't get a grip on them. Look, I got it. Don't they? I, I, the only reason I was saying it is because it doesn't say it on the cap. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? Yeah. It oh. does. Man, that's... You know that part that says twist off? <laughs> I didn't no, even it see it. That's an instruction. It actually doesn't. It dude. doesn't. Read it. What's it say? Read it, it actually doesn't. Just read it. Oh, well, I'll be. <laughs> see, that's why normally it says it when it is. That's why I didn't know yeah. that it was. Well, give it a shot yeah, at not, least. You're not even around the, the rim. I'll damage it? my delicate hands. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> he, just um, wants, he just wants to use his fancy... Uh, my keychain. Keychain, yeah. Because yeah. I have the Timmy opener, yeah. so. That thing is pretty amazing. I love it. Uh, I have a Think Geek bottle opener uh, on my keychain that looks like a key, uh, but it's got Timmy the monkey from Think Geek on there uh, uh, for the listeners that are interested in what we are talking about. Are we recording? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a while been ago. For like three minutes. <laughs> well, I was trying to open the bottle. That's messed up. Yeah. I probably look stupid. <laughs> Okay, I have, I have a word for you guys that's going to blow your mind. And I'm going to start off by saying that I have to thank uh, our buddy Christopher for this. Hmm. That word is metalachi. <laughs> metalachi. Is the greatest thing that has ever happened to mariachis and metal and metal. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're a fan of, I don't know, let's say Crazy Train, uh, Metalachi has a rendition of Crazy Train that is phenomenal. It is the greatest thing. I showed Javier and Mario the video of Metalachi for the very first time earlier, and they were speechless, just like I was. <laughs> When our buddy Christopher showed it to us. Here's the, here's the thing. I was scratching my head because I thought you were saying, I heard Metalachi, but I heard Metal and uh, Versace or... Metal Itchy? Itchy. I think you said uh, Metal and... Uh, oh, you said, yeah, like what is Liberace. Liberace. Oh, Liberace. Yeah. yeah, Metal and Liberace. <laughs> well, I kind of got the sense of that too. It was going to be something operatic. Uh-huh. Like mixed with metal. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And at that point, I was like, all right, I've already heard Apocalyptica. Yeah, I was... It's nothing new. This thing was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it, it is the greatest thing. We're going to post a, the video that we found on the blog post for this episode. You guys got to do yourself a favor. If you're a fan of Ozzy Osbourne or Metallica. Black Sabbath or Metallica, um, ACDC, these guys do such a great job. It will... Help you see mariachi music in a whole different way now. Yeah, guys, it's uh, fantastic. It's very entertaining. Because to many of us, it's just the music we were accustomed to growing up anyway. <laughs> and then it it's is. also a mixture of the stuff we rebelled towards. <laughs> so you just get the best of two worlds. That's very, very true. It made me want a taco afterwards. 
Me too, Dude, actually. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Taco after two. They were so entertaining. Uh, yeah, I. Um, they're actually they play a lot. Uh, I guess in the Fullerton area. Hmm. And Where are they from? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh, I have no Google? idea. But I will say that I I give total props to Christopher for introducing me to these guys yeah. because I want to go see them play live. Now. Yeah. <laughs> After the live video you showed of the YouTube live performance, the violin solo that they did on that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that those guys have talent, man. It talk about finding a niche and just rocking that. Yeah, definitely. You know, just uh, yeah, definitely check out the video on the on the episode uh, post for this. It'll be at podcasters.com slash episode fourteen. You know, speaking of weird stuff. I got to go to the Raleigh Crump exhibit that they did at Creature Features in Burbank. Oh, yeah, right. Where they did the Museum of the Weird exhibit. It was actually really cool. There was a lot of really, really great pieces. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the Museum of the Weird and the Haunted Mansion episode. And it was really nice to see that so many artists were able to take Raleigh's vision and you know, put their own spin on the characters. Like, there was these really fantastic pieces of some of Raleigh's characters, like, acting as hitchhiking ghosts. There was a really popular character that Raleigh came up with called the Candleman. And there was at least two or three versions of the Candleman there. One of them was a really large version that was created by artist Javier Soto. He was the guy that made the bust of Ezra at the uh, Haunted Mansion anniversary thing that they did at the gallery a few weeks ago yeah this guy's great at carving stuff man i had a chance to talk to him and just kind of have a little chat while i was going around the exhibit he told me a little bit about how he put it together i'm like i want to try it now like i want to start carving my own Hmm. stuff for halloween but it's it's it it was interesting man there was a um a tower of the four winds i believe it was called that was put together by artists kevin and jody and they actually work a lot on some of Anaheim's stuff. So they hmm. do designing for Amazon, uh, for Amazon, for uh, Anaheim. <laughs> and uh, I think they've done some parade floats and stuff like that for Disneyland. The tower was really good. Um, I'm going to have a blog post up on my personal website. And I'll put a link to it on the Podcateer site if anybody wants to see the pictures from that event. Just just head over to the, the same blog post for this, podcateers.com slash episode 14. And you'll be able to see the pictures there. But I think the coolest thing that I saw there was somebody actually made a bust of Raleigh. Oh, whoa. It was crazy looking. Uh, let me bring up the picture because when you see it, so here's here's the picture. I'll put this picture up on the blog post. It, it'll, it's actually on Instagram too. But So there's me and Raleigh. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Now – there's his bust. Oh my god. That is cool. Right? That's amazing. I like that. They did such a good job with this. It's like they seriously it's like a mini me version yeah, of that's him. incredible. It's uncanny how like I don't know if it was 3D printed or if it was like sculpted. I wasn't there long enough to actually, you know, ask all these questions or anything primarily because I was at Disneyland before I actually went to Burbank for right. for the opening. So I wasn't there when the doors opened, but, you know, I got there in time to see everything happen. Mm -hmm. But this was it was definitely one of the pieces that was most impressive there, at least to me. There was a lot of really great pieces, but this was one of the most impressive pieces that I found. Yeah, it looks amazing. And, you know, there was like I said, there was many artists. Um, Jeff Heimbuck actually was one of the one of the artists. He had a piece uh, up to he had um, a picture of a tiki like a tiki man uh, that badly needed a sandwich. Uh, This is a picture of, again, these pictures will actually be up on the blog post, guys, but this is Javier and his Candleman. So that's the, this is the the Candleman thing that he did. Ah, okay. It's really cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And it's, I mean, you, you can't exactly create melted wax because it's just kind of lines and, you know, carvings and stuff, but... When you look at Raleigh's original Candleman and you look at this one, they look pretty much exactly alike. That's crazy. You know, then there was this was part of the tower right here. These were some of the 
There's a little Raleigh uh, on cool. the tower. Hmm. And uh, even uh, Jeff's friend, he's um, at Live Fast Die Poor on Instagram. He does the Random Land videos. He was there and he was filming. Here's a behind the scenes shot. Oh, of cool. Him and Jeff Heinbuck. Uh, yeah, but I, I know the exhibit is going on right now. I think it's going on until the end of September. So if you guys have a chance to go check it out, definitely head out to Creature Features out in Burbank. It's 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 a pretty small exhibit. It's in the back portion of the comic book shop, but there's a lot of really great pieces. Hmm. And you'll see a lot of the pieces. You'll see a lot of the photographs um, on my website if you guys decide to to click on the link and head there. But I'm ready to go now. Uh, it's it's worth it, man. To see them in person, some yeah. of them were really cool. They had a lot of like little models and stuff that were really really well put together. Oh, there was one that was really cool that it it was there was a general painting, and then it also had UV paint or like uh like fluorescent paint, yeah, yeah. and you used a black light to see kind oh, of these no ghost way. hands that were trying to attack the guy. Cool. It was really really cool. That's cool. Now is the room um, dark or what? No, I mean the room was fully lit. Oh, okay. The room was fully lit, so you could see all of the exhibits. Very cool. But it was it, it it's a cool exhibit. You know, it's a really small exhibit, but it's really cool. Definitely recommend it if you if you're a haunted mansion fan. It's worth seeing the exhibit. Very cool. So, all right. Well, in this episode, guys, uh, we want to kind of keep the whole you know Halloween and kind of you know spooky thing, the theme going on. So in this episode, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Yep. Insert Twilight Zone music here. Are you really going to insert Twilight Zone music here? That's why he's not here. talking. Uh. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Okay, ready? Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the ride. How does that song go? I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> Actually, there was different versions. Like when the Twilight Zone came back, uh-huh. um, what was it, about 10 years ago or something? Mm-hmm. They actually had um, Jonathan Davis of Korn recreate the intro to that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, the, the one that was on, on the Open channel? Yes, correct. Yeah. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Hmm. Was it Was it very, like, really rock-oriented? I actually don't remember it, to be honest with you. The original Twilight Zone theme is always going to stick in my head. Yeah, you know, I've been it watching seems, it since it I was seems a kid. like such a prominent yeah. theme that I can't. It'll seem more like a cover than a remake yeah. to me. Which is really sad because I'm a huge Corn fan. Like I thought I would pay attention to it. I just never acknowledged yeah. it. Mm. That's interesting. I want to find it now. Yeah. I do too. If we find a video, then we'll definitely post it as part of the blog post for this one too. How about use Corn's version in that little pause? No, it's got to be the original. No, it's got to be the original. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's got to be the original. <laughs> Fine. Hey, by the way. So uh, I know that as we were preparing for the Tower of Terror episode, we all had a chance to watch the Tower of Terror movie. Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But I have notes. I, <laughs> you have notes? We I all have notes. notes. <laughs> um, first of all, did you guys like it? I won't lie. I did. What about you? I have notes. <laughs> we all have notes. Um. As as uh, Mario says, I have my reservations. <laughs> oh, well, that's different because we all have notes. Um, I am going to have to agree with Mario. I actually enjoyed watching it. Uh, well, like I said, we'll get into it a little bit more in the podcast. But in general, I actually did enjoy the movie. I don't which, know why. Which I'm going to say that <laughs> if I would really want to hear feel why. If I feel that I enjoyed this movie, man, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but don't cry. I might actually go back and rewatch the Haunted Mansion and see if I get a different perspective on it. No. Here's the thing. I know that when I originally saw the Haunted Mansion movie, Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Right. Okay. I don't know if it was the fact that Donkey was part of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if just it was just bad, or if the story went away so far from what I believe the right. story of the mansion was that it just it didn't connect with me. I think that was your biggest issue. Well, here's the thing. I don't really remember why I don't like it. Hmm. Like if if I really dig deep, mm-hmm. that's kind of just like the 
that's that's kind of the blanket answer. Right. But I'm thinking back, and I don't remember why I don't really like the movie. I'm going to be honest. I jumped on board with you guys, but I didn't think that movie was that bad. The no. Tower of Terror, the Haunted Mansion. Haunted one. Mansion. Well, that's why I kind of want to go back and watch yeah. it now, because maybe at the time, I... I don't know. Maybe now that I know a little bit more about the mansion, I'll feel right. differently about it. Maybe now that I'm older, I'll feel different about it. I just, I feel, I feel that not giving it a second chance would be unfair to the movie because mm-hmm. I really do love the haunted mansion. Right. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch the movie. Now look, here's the thing. Without getting too into detail or spoiling anything about the movies, I think the thing that probably bothers you, because honestly, it's what bothers me. They actually do stray away from what this story is supposed to be. That's what I'm thinking. Well, here's the thing, though. You have to remember that there's no real set story for the Haunted Mansion. But they could have done something a little more accurate. Well, see, the reason I want to go back and watch it is for the simple reason that I enjoyed the Tower of Terror movie. And the reason I want to go back and do it is because I would be a hypocrite to say that I didn't like the mansion or give it a second chance when the story... Ba- that that the Tower of Terror movie is based on is also not the story of the tower. Well, it kind of is, and yeah, one of the reasons why I kind of liked it is it's an interesting is. spin on it. Yeah, <clears throat> but see, it's an interesting spin. A lot of people thought that the Haunted Mansion version was also an interesting spin. I don't mean that in the exact same context, because the truth is, let's say if Eddie Murphy was like related to, um, what was the captain's name? Black Bart. Jack Sparrow. No, Black Bart. <laughs> if he was related to him or like his bride or something, I'd be on board with that. But that wasn't the case. Does that make sense? Well, that's the thing. You're you are taking elements of what other people have perceived to be the story. It's not necessarily the story, but in your head you've connected to that story. I've connected with nuptial doom. And nuptial doom in my head, like in my brain hole, it just all makes sense. Mm, your brain and has because a hole everybody's brain has a hole it just all comes together and it meshes the story well enough for me that it it completes the story in my head you see what i mean when you just think of the mansion as what it is it leaves so many questions unanswered that i can't it it leaves me wanting more and it leaves me which is good you know because it keeps you coming back but the story that they put together for nuptial doom just kind of wraps it all in a nice little package for me the tower of terror movie kind of did the same thing they took the element of the ride okay because when you think about it the tower of terror itself isn't based on a twilight zone episode right most people don't know that people actually keep like there's a lot of people that ask which Twilight Zone episode is the is the ride based on. The fact is that the ride isn't even based on an episode; is based on elements of other episodes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they put this movie together and they had this spin on it and they came up with this background story for it, I liked what they did with it, and that's why I'm saying that maybe I liked it because I'm seeing it through different eyes now, and I kind of feel that if I like the the fact that they took the idea of the tower gave it the story and i don't go back and watch the haunted mansion movie now it's gonna make me a hypocrite i guess that makes sense so i i I feel like if i watch the haunted mansion movie now and i can honestly say i didn't like it and here are the reasons why then i can stand behind my statement and i don't have too much detail because i really don't remember it that well but give me something to work with okay make him related to one of the 999 haunts and i'm happy I I think that is the case, though. I think he's related to the owner of, like, his uncle was the owner of the mansion or, like, a great uncle. I don't don't Uh, remember the storyline very well, but I know that that's how somehow the family ended up being there for the weekend. I'll have to watch it again. That's what I'm saying, that personally, I feel like I need to watch the movie now to give it a fair chance. Wasn't he trying to sell the house and he was a realtor? Don't remember. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That that. I think familiar, I'm just going to have to he watch it. He, he wanted to sell it, and the family was supposed to go for, on a vacation. But Eddie Murphy's character, he was, you know, he's so driven to sell homes that he's like, uh, let's make a pit stop at this mansion to try to, you know, because he wants to make a sell. Mm. That's I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I, 
if that's the case, then maybe it will still be a problem for me because like you, Mario, I, I, I do agree that he somehow has to tie into the story. And even the Tower of Terror movie kind of ties it all together because I don't want to spoil the movie, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at the end, it does wrap back into the characters that were originally in that elevator scene. And if the Haunted Mansion movie is just the fact that Eddie Murphy and his family went into this house and then all of a sudden they're just spooked by everything, maybe that was my original problem. I think think the owner or the captain in the movie, he... He's trying to actually Are you spoiling steal. the movie at this point? He's <laughs> he's trying. You saw that's, it, dude. No, that's a that's well, no. a storyline. Well, here's the thing. He's laying out. You the story. saw it. He's not giving. No, the I idea. don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I, I I saw it when it was released. Right. That was what, fifteen oh, gosh. years I don't ago. Know. Whatever. Maybe at twenty. I don't know. So I don't want to spoil the movie. If you do remember mm-hmm. it, I don't want to spoil it on the podcast because you don't want to spoil if, it for yourself. Well, for everybody. I think people have seen it. What if people haven't? Mm. What if people haven't? I thought we were doing reviews. We're not doing <laughs> reviews. Are we going to do a review on this uh, Tower of Terror yeah, movie? Why don't we jump back to the Tower of Terror? I don't, I don't think we're going to do a review. I think we're just going to talk about it. Oh, but... I can review with one word. Hold on. I think we have another. <laughs> I think we have to talk about the architecture and history first. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's go to that a little bit. <laughs> To, to wrap up the Haunted Mansion thing, I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it another chance. I will watch it, and I'll tell you what I think about it the next podcast. Sounds good. Okay. So, good with me. You know what? That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'll leave you and watch it again. So, Are you on board with this? Or? I'll have my reservations. <laughs> <laughs> what restaurant? <laughs> the Hollywood Tower Hotel. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as the, the Tower of Terror movie... Uh, how did you feel about seeing Morgan from Boy Meets World? <laughs> you know what's weird? I couldn't figure that out right off the bat. It took it me was a while her. to figure it, it was out. Morgan I had no idea. Yeah. That's where she went. Well, first Morgan. Yeah, that's where she went. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't second Morgan? <laughs> no, it was. I think it was second Morgan. It was Morgan. second Morgan. You're right. Oh, yeah, it was funny. second Morgan. <laughs> that's where she went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like now she's stuck in the elevator. That's yep. why nobody's heard of her. <laughs> so the Tower of Terror is based loosely on the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. And it's based on several different episodes. A little background on why Disney ended up with the rights to use the Twilight Zone. Uh, At the time, Michael Eisner and um, Mel Brooks were kind of in talks to do kind of like a haunted Mel Brooks ride or something like that. I like Mel Brooks. And I think they were going to do like some young Frankenstein thing. And it was going to be like a young Frankenstein related ride. That'd be awesome. At Hollywood Studios in Florida. Uh, Something just didn't mesh and it didn't go through properly. Mm. And so Mel Brooks was like, you know what? I don't want any. It could have been just that Michael Eisner was just Michael Eisner. It, It didn't go through and they lost the rights to do any Mel Brooks stuff. That saddens me. I didn't know this. Yeah, that that's kind of where it, where the concept came from, and then Disney kind of started to to try to figure out like, well, what what can what property can we use to put into the Hollywood Studios, uh, because they were trying to build out that portion of the park at the time. Yeah, and they called different people, they called different companies, and they ended up settling on the Twilight Zone. So that's kind of the history of why the the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I, I I did mention that. The Tower of Terror itself isn't an episode in the Twilight Zone series, but there's a lot of callbacks and there's a lot of little Easter eggs that we'll kind of get into in a bit as an homage to a lot of the other episodes uh, from the series. Now, the original Hollywood Tower Hotel um, was built back in 1929. Correct. Correct. And it wasn't really a hotel. Correct. It was apartments. Yeah, it was apartments, and but the, it was called hotel. No, it was it's just ca- the Hollywood. It Tower. It was just Hollywood Tower. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. It, as far as the ride, the ride is called the Hollywood Tower oh, Hotel. Gotcha. Because it goes with the storyline, but the actual Hollywood Tower is just the Hollywood. Is it towers or tower? Just tower. Tower. Okay, hmm. so it's just a Hollywood Tower, and it is just apartments, and uh, for the most part, it. It, it was apartments for a lot of senior citizens mm. uh, because 
in that area of Hollywood, there there was um, rent control restrictions that the city of Los Angeles had put in place. So they had a, a hard time, you know, getting people to stay there and actually rent out the places. And uh, I know that the property itself got sold between several different um, companies. That's correct. And at one point, they just decided, let's just make it senior citizen living and, and it's rent controlled. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, but uh, originally it was also just kind of a, a celebrity spot, like during the golden age of Hollywood, like a lot of celebrities actually lived there. Yeah, wasn't it near the Carthay Circle? Yeah, like six miles away. Six miles away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like senior citizen Hollywood people? No, well, no. Actor, studio execs, things oh. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the happening place to be. Gotcha. With was old it? people. Yeah. No, just anybody, not old people. <laughs> well, old people live there. Now. Now they do. Oh, it still exists? Yes. Oh, I had no you idea. You can actually see it off the 101 freeway. 101 freeway. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. It still if existed. If you're on the 101 freeway uh-huh. going into Hollywood, you yeah. can actually see it on the right-hand side. Oh, my gosh. In yeah. 1988, they declared it a historic landmark. Yeah. But it actually still houses people today. Wow, nice. So there you go. Um, the original design of... So we'll, we'll actually also say that the, the ride in Florida actually came before the ride at California Adventure. Right. And uh, there was actually a big gap between the two rides. Uh, The original ride uh, in Florida was opened... 1994? 1994, July 22nd, 94. Mm -hmm. Mm. And the one at California Adventure... A decade later. 2004. Nice. Now, the, the inspiration for the buildings themselves differ a little bit between parks because there's actually four different versions of the Tower of Terror. There is one at California Adventure. There's one at um, Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. There's also one in Tokyo Disney. Correct. Which is Disney Sea. What is it? What is is it called in in Tokyo? I've just... (laughs) Tokyo Disney is all I know, I've right? Ever no, known it's it actually it actually has another name like Sea something, Tokyo Disney Sea. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really strange that. name. It's I was like gonna say Tokyo I don't know Disney Japanese. <laughs> no, that's what it's called, Tokyo Disney Sea. Now the interesting thing about the the one in Tokyo is that it doesn't revolve around the yeah, Twilight like Zone. Nothing involved. It it's actually it the storyline. It's very similar, but it revolves around the story of a. Uh, high-powered New York uh, okay. lawyer or something yeah. like that. It's and a totally it, different is story. Is it still a drop ride? Or? They're all drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, all okay. Yeah. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, the, is it the they system... Don't... I'm sorry, go ahead. No. What... I was just going to ask, is it because it deals with death and ghosts and stuff like that, that they decided not to incorporate the same story? I'm assuming that it could be just a cultural thing, mm-hmm. which is why also uh, we don't have the Haunted Mansion in, um, is it also Tokyo Disney where we have Phantom Manor? I want to say it's uh, Paris. No, it's not Paris. Could be. What's the one with the monkey? <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> I think he's right. I think it is Tokyo. Let's mm-hmm. find out. Okay. Because I thought uh, it was for the same reasoning of the, for, because of their culture, I believe that they don't even talk about ghosts. And yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It does they sense. actually, you know, see you know death in a different way than right. we do, and they see it disrespectful right. to do that type of stuff. So, it's uh, at Tokyo Disney. Hmm. They they have Phantom Manor and. It all revolves. We again. We also talked a little bit about that in the haunted mansion episode. Uh, you know, it's actually in their frontier land. It's not even right, in their right. version of New Orleans Square. But uh, the the ride systems themselves, I believe that the that the the Florida version is the only one that has a different ride system. Mm-hmm. The other three have a very similar one to the one here in California Adventure where it's basically an elevator that's taking you up the entire way and it just kind of shoots you down. You do the, the different drops and you go back down. You get off the ride. Is this the, is this one, the same ride that you said it? you only counted two drops? Yeah. <laughs> it's the one I always get shafted on. Well, yeah, it randomizes <laughs> no it, right? No pun intended. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> it does. It uses a random system as far as how many drops you're going to get. And how high and you go. How high yeah. you go and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, the height, obviously, is 13 floors. And a quick tidbit about the one in Florida. It might be the case for the other ones, but in Florida, do you know how high the tower is? Mm-mm. Do you know how high the tower is? No. It's 199 feet. And the reason it's 199 feet is because due to flight regulations in Florida, at 200 feet, you need a permit and a blinking light so that planes don't crash oh, into no it. Oh, no way. So in order to avoid it, By they made one it 199. Foot. You know wow. what's scary? What yeah. if a plane crashes? Well. Because <laughs> of one I foot. I doubt it will. I doubt it will. <laughs> uh, because even when you have the flashing light, there's uh-huh. still a big gap that you need to have. So and if, plus. if they did, then that pilot was not doing his job plus i don't even think they fly around disneyland yeah i think disneyland's a no-fly zone right yeah correct so even even here in anaheim i think disneyland's a no-fly zone well even then i believe kind of on the same lines of what you were saying didn't they register the hollywood tower attraction as an actual building because of its height i don't remember reading that i think i remember reading something like that i don't remember reading that i would have to double check it but yeah yeah i don't know hmm uh, but yeah, it's 199 feet. Um, so anyway, back to the the ride system, the the one in Florida, a lot of people that have that have had the opportunity to ride both versions will tell you that the one in Florida is actually the better version. And the reason that most people say that it's the better version is because the ride in Florida does something that's kind of unique. What it does is it starts you obviously at the bottom during the the loading dock, and they have four elevators. The thing about their four elevators is that they are on two systems. If one system goes down, you lose two elevators, which Mm. means that the ride is down to half capacity. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as how it works is it goes up just like a regular elevator would, but then it actually propels you forward and kind of moves you around what they refer to as the fifth dimension. That's cool. And that at that point, it locks you back into the the elevator shaft, and that's where you do the drops. Hmm. So it's kind of it's it's a five dimensional coaster or four dimensional, however you want to refer to it as, uh, depending on how deep into the twilight zone you want to get. Right. But it is a very unique ride system uh, that they did not adopt when they when they made the California Adventure version. It could have been monetary. I don't know. I know that they spent at least like $60,000 less to build hmm. or 60 million or something like that less. Uh, yeah. Million sounds more like it uh, to build the one in DCA. So it could have been that that prohibited them from actually creating that right system. Uh, I think it's cool. I've seen write throughs on YouTube and I think that added fifth dimension portion of it is actually really cool. Hmm. Uh, compared to the one here, I like it, but it feels almost incomplete because that that sense of propelling forward into kind of the unknown before the doors open and you just drop kind of adds to the spookiness of the attraction, mm. at that least is, in my opinion. That is exactly what I've heard from people that went to Florida. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, I I will say that as far as that's concerned, I I. Agree? Maybe do believe that yeah. I agree? Um, <laughs> no, I do agree. Yeah. I think that that fifth dimension portion is really cool. The outside of the rides, uh, do you want to take this part as far as what you found in your research, as far as the design of how they were based or what uh, locations and buildings they were based on? Well, I mean, really just the, the stuff that I looked up is really more kind of my assumption on things because they don't reference certain things, but I have my opinions. Um, Hollywood Tower actually likes to state a lot and a lot of different things that they feel they were part of the reason why the tower was named what it was and how it looks like it does. Honestly, if you guys have ever seen the pictures of the Hollywood Tower, it doesn't look a thing like it. Mm-hmm. Like To me, it just doesn't look like it. I agree. A building that I feel it kind of looks like and they don't acknowledge it ever is the Sunset Tower Hotel. I saw that image that you, you posted. I don't agree. Really? I don't see it Mm-mm. at all. I could Photoshop the Hollywood <laughs> Tower of Terror right in front of that and uh-uh. it looks exactly the same to me. So, so one of the things looks that like General I, Hospital. Now, are you talking about the one in Florida or are you talking about the one in California? I'm talking about the one in California. Okay. One of the things that I read as far as the design for the one in California is that it was actually based on a lot of different locations. 
uh, one of the locations that actually looks, to me, it looks really similar is Castle Green in Pasadena. Now, I showed you that picture, and you said that you didn't agree with it. Yeah, I don't see it. But Castle Green actually has a lot of the same architectural elements as what the tower here looks like. Now, remember that in the storyline of the Tower of Terror, the lightning strikes and an entire portion of the building is missing after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you take that into consideration, Castle Green looks very similar to it. So before the lightning struck? After the lightning strikes. After? After. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Now, I still don't agree. If you take, if you take the, if you take the tower before the lightning strike, mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it. But the Imagineers actually have acknowledged that it's not one location that they drew inspiration from. It actually drew inspiration from a lot of other places like the Biltmore Hotel and the Mission Inn. So it's got elements of all these different locations to kind of create that architectural style. Like the one in Florida and the one in California kind of resemble 1920s architecture mm -hmm. and then 1930s architecture. So there is a decade difference between the two. But uh, they did take inspiration from just a lot of different places. It just wasn't one. Not really, the only thing I kind of see it has in common with Castle Green is the color. <laughs> like, the paint job looks the same to me. <laughs> um, it's a Frankenstein design. Yeah. Kind of. It's interesting that you that you bring up the color. Uh, the color, I do, I do think, was just to kind of match the location in DCA. But the color at Walt Disney World was actually a functional choice. Because when they were building the Tower of Terror in, in Florida... You could see it from the Morocco pavilion. Mm -hmm. And so in order for people to not kind of break the illusion that they were in Morocco, they painted it in colors that were very Moroccan. Mm. So when you look at it from a distance, it just looks like it's blending into the surroundings, at wow. least the back of the tower. When you look at the front of it, it's got the elements that make it blend into where it currently is. Mm. One other tidbit that I actually heard about the one in Florida is if you go to the Fast Pass area, and I'm saying this without ever seeing it myself, obviously. But it was just a tidbit that I heard that if you go to the one in Florida and you go to the Fast Pass area, the columns and the architectural structure that you enter when you get the Fast Pass is a replica of the structure which entered into kind of the Hollywood land area of Hollywood back when it was still Hollywood land. Uh huh. Uh, that it's a replica of kind of the gates or like the, the hmm. structure where you went into that neighborhood. Oh, very cool. Which is kind of cool. You know, it kind of wraps Hollywood kind of all into a nice little package for yeah. you. Right. So, like we said before, as far as the storyline is concerned, uh, it's not based on any one episode. It's kind of a mishmash of a lot of different episodes. And there's a lot of Easter eggs and kind of just a lot of uh, things that you can find from the different episodes that are referenced. When the Imagineers were doing some of the research to build the tower, they watched every single episode of The Twilight Zone at least twice. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Some of them they saw multiple times because they drew more inspiration from, but every episode was watched at least twice. Hmm. So they had really good reference points. And you really see that, especially when you walk into, uh, into the tower itself. When you're in the lobby area you'll see really subtle references sometimes. Like uh, you'll see uh, there's a door with brass numbering with a number 22 on it. That's a reference to the episode 22. Right. You know, there's uh, if you keep going through the lobby, uh, there's this old doll on a really dusty couch. And supposedly there's there's two there's two mindsets on this one. One is that it's the talkie Tina doll from the episode Living Doll, and other people say that it's Sally Shine. So, oh. And other people actually kind of on the same token will say that it's just like a Shirley Temple doll. Hmm. Right. So there, there's a lot of little things that are kind of referenced throughout the thing or throughout the, the queue and the actual ride. Um, I had no idea it even had these Easter eggs. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, there's tons of them. Huh. Like throughout the entire thing, like even some of the things that Rod Serling says when he's uh when he's doing the little video before you actually get into the elevator. Um by the way, didn't we meet the dude that makes that does the voice? That's Mark Silverman, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was at one of the art walk events that we did. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, the cool. Disney Legends. Wow. Yeah, he he was actually doing the voice uh, wow. at the art walk. It was so that's cool. Awesome. It's really like he cool. he really put me into the ride. I was like, oh my god, it's it's you. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think my uh, favorite Easter egg on the ride is actually um, probably Twilight Zone's most like popular episode. Do you guys remember the episode? There's finally time. There's finally time. No, There's finally time was an episode about a bookworm. Yeah, where he wants to read all the books. The and hydrogen he, he bomb. Kept saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that episode. I don't remember that. His his. Broken. Oh yeah, I don't want to say it. I don't want to ruin the episode if you haven't seen it. Haven't but seen you know it. what? It is a great episode. The cool. only one I remember is um, uh, 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 uh. Clearly, you don't remember it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> Captain Kirk on the plane. What's his name? What? His real name? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't a Trekkie. Who was Kirk? Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> sure. No. What's his name? Yes. Anyway, Patrick he was on the Stewart. No. Is the captain on Star Trek? No. The original. I can't think of his name. I'm getting upset. Is it the guy in those hotel commercials? Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco's dad in the commercials. Why am I drawing a blank now? William Shatner. William Shatner. William Shatner. He's on a plane and he sees something on the wing. That's like the only episode oh, that one I too. recall. That's right. Oh, isn't it like a gremlin or something yeah. that he sees on it? That's yeah. the yeah. only episode I can recall. Uh, I wonder if there's a reference to that on the ride. I don't know. Oh, the other one I like, I forgot, was... Uh, where the ugly chick was actually a drop dead gorgeous girl in the bed. Oh, yeah, that's after right. After like a a hacked uh, surgery, right. and everybody mm-hmm. else has a pig face or yeah, something. That's right. That was a good one. I that's a that crazy one. episode. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> now, is there a reference there on the on the ride? That's a good question. That one I don't believe has a reference. Probably not, huh? No, nah, I don't. believe There's just that so one. many. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean the 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 Twilight Zone series in general. Uh, I love the series. I I own the series, and I believe that now it's available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And if it is, you guys have to watch it. Uh, a couple of the episodes that we mentioned right now are definitely uh, episodes you want to watch. Classics. We'll list the episode names so that you guys can check them out because uh, they, man, I, I remember watching them and just getting so freaked out that I, I wanted to watch another. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's all these references on the on the ride, and they did it not only in California, they did it in Florida as well, and I believe they also did it in Paris. Um, so if you ever get a chance to to head over to the ride, do your best to not skip the queue. You know, Disneyland or the Disney Imagineers do such a great job in theming these things. Um, it, it's worth just kind of sticking around a little bit enjoying the ambiance and it's it's hard sometimes especially if you go as a family you know when when you're with kids and stuff like that it is difficult to kind of stop and enjoy it when the kids Mm -hmm. just kind of want to get on when they're hot when they're fussy when they're hungry whatever the case is so you're saying don't take the kids to disneyland no, I'm saying that if you have a chance, you know, <laughs> well, that's what yourself. I'm that's what I'm taking out of this. No, I'm not taking do, the kids. What what you can do is you can do the the um, trade off pass. So what you can do is you can go single rider, uh-huh. but you get on the ride as a parent and you say, hey, um, my wife is going to get on right now and we're going to trade off with the kids because obviously the kids, uh, our kids aren't tall enough to ride Tower mm-hmm. of Terror, mm-hmm. which means that if we want to ride it, we have to do single rider. And what Disney will do is if you talk to one of the cast members, they'll actually give you a trade-off pass where at the end of the ride, you you leave your spouse with your children and then you take the pass and it's almost like a fast pass to get on so that you can ride it and then you're back off the ride really quickly. Or I can ride it twice. Or you can ride it twice. twice. (laughs) Um, I'm sure your wife would love that. Uh, Absolutely. But, you, you know, you could do that and... 
most of the time they put you through the same queue. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll take you kind of through the fast pass area. You know what? I had no idea that like, even existed. Yeah, it's it's actually a really that's uh, cool. I don't want to call it a Disney hack, mm-hmm. but it's it's a, a really nice. It's a service, I mm-hmm. guess you can call it. It's a really nice service that that Disney does for you. That is cool. So, I like it. Yeah. So that's kind of the Tower of Terror. Awesome ride. Yeah. Awesome attraction. And you know what? Before we actually move on, I just want to point out a really weird Easter egg mm-hmm. and. Whoever is listening, please confirm or deny if this is actually true. I won't tell you where it is, but there is an actual hidden Mickey on the ride. There's actually two. Well, one of the ones I'm referring to. Near it, there is a jar of pickles that apparently when they were assembling the ride, they thought was a prop for the actual set, but it wasn't. They left it. And they decided to never remove it. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) That is gross. But if anyone can please confirm or deny if that is factual information, please do. (laughs) I mean, I like pickles, but <laughs> that's just gross. <laughs> They're a decade old now. Uh, I'm, I kind of, I'm curious now. Like, now I want to go check it out. Uh, cool. I don't so, think I wanted to know that one. But it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, yeah, guys, if you guys get a chance to ride the, the Tower of Terror, you know, if the, if the, if it's one of those rides that you have to get on as soon as you enter the park. The lines do get long for that ride. Uh, if you don't get on immediately, at least do yourself a favor and get yourself a fast pass. It's it's difficult to get multiple fast passes, obviously, because if you're with a family or you're with friends, sometimes they want to go to Radiator Springs or they want to go, you know, do something else that also requires a fast pass. But you know, don't skip over the tower. It's a it's a really good attraction. Um, I I enjoy the the Twilight Zone so. Or Sports take your shot. kids and write it twice. Take your kids and write it twice. <laughs> now, the the movie. Right. I know we touched on that just a little bit ago, but what what did you like about the movie? Um without actually mentioning the details of the movie, just one of the things I really liked about it, just the feel of it. Like it it feels I don't like I'm not bashing on it, but it feels kinda like that cheesy 90s cinematography you know what i'm saying like just the way they directed it and like move, yeah, right. the actors they use like kirsten dunst and like steve gutenberg yeah <laughs> like it was just weird because in situations where it just needed to be serious i felt like gutenberg was always laughing or smiling you know what it kind of reminded me of or before i say what did you think you said you had your notes <laughs> or your reservations what did you think Exactly what he kind of liked. I, it's what I disliked. What? I disliked what? the cheesiness. I I thought I thought a, a tornado and sharks were gonna come out. It was so cheesy. <laughs> it was terrible. I didn't think ever it was that cheesy. Bash Sharknado. I love Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado is so good. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. If it had something to do that. When did it come out? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ah man. I, like I was looking at other movies that came out in ninety seven. Now look. Here's the thing. And that was just terrible. Give me an example of a movie that came out in 97. Titanic. Okay. That was a theater feature. This was a made-for-TV movie. That was actually a question of mine. Was this yeah. TV? It was, it was never made for theater. It was made for TV. Okay. So now that you have that knowledge, don't you feel like you were watching The Wonderful World of Disney on a Saturday night? I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that was actually going to be my point. I was going to say that part of what I really liked about it was while I was watching it. took it, you back? It kind of made me feel like I was just sitting down watching the world of Disney. Right. Like a family mm. movie that everyone in the family could enjoy without like worrying about what was going to exactly. come up and stuff like that. So it, it seemed like a very family-oriented movie. Right. But for me, it took about an hour and 10 minutes till I started liking the movie. And oh, then really? the movie ended 10 minutes later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's only about yeah, an, it's hour, a, it's an hour and 20 half, minutes. So. It's an hour and 20 minute movie. And it was about, in, it was about the seven, 70th minute. I was like, hey, this is good. Wow. Yeah, I, I really like what they did with the story. Same here. I think most of, most of, well, actually, I could say to me, the entire story mixed really well into what they were trying to say. The the premise of why Steve Gutenberg's character was involved and kind of how he ended up where he did, it all makes sense to me. The The story behind the people in the elevator completely made sense to me. Oh, yeah. He was like, what, with the Inquirer or something? Uh, with some was, kind of newspaper, yes. Yeah, in, yeah in I, don't, I don't remember, but it was he's some kind of newspaper. 
I, I will agree partially with Javier and say that there were some elements of the end that just kind of like, ah, wait a second, why are you revisiting that? Hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to say because I, it will spoil, you know, that ending portion, but that's all I'm going to say, that there right. were some parts at the end that I just kind of felt like, ah, why are you doing that again? Right. But all in all, I think they did a really good job with the storyline. The acting was good. You know, it was very 90. Yes, um, exactly. it was. I am shocked it, you said the acting was good. The acting was terrible. It was very 90s. Like I said, it was. <laughs> it had that 90s again, made for TV acting. movie. That's yeah. what it was. Again, what came out in 97 to compare it, the acting, the acting was dreadful, terrible. But Mario makes a really good point. So TV, it was a made for TV movie. So because it's they TV, have a lower budget. I'm going to I'm going to lower its acting uh, standards. I do. Yes. No. Do. You have to. No. I immediately Look, do. I want you Look to Look at Lifetime movies. I want you to Hasn't, research anything. What's his name? Steve what? Gutenberg? He's been in other movies and he was just fine. But I want but you they to were research theatrical releases. Ugh. I want so you to So bad directing. I want you to research anywhere and everywhere. I blame the director then. People will always look down on made-for-TV movies in comparison for to theatrical uh, theatrical features. If it's bad, they all are bad. That's no, why they're, they're on not. TV. No, they're not all bad. You know who was a good actress in that movie? Uh, the 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 singing ghost, whatever her name is. The act. I don't remember the actress's name. Oh, whatever she is. But okay. that's that's. She was good. Out of the whole cast, even Mary Jane sucked. But you also have to remember, okay, how many times have you ever looked back onto a person that got cast for, like, a very important, like, mm-hmm. superhero role or historical figure? And then <laughs> you look back at it now <laughs> and go, what were they thinking? <laughs> right? Yeah. The reason they do this is because they were Hollywood's it people at the right. time. So that's why they cast these people. That doesn't make them perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. It's just because these were the people that were the it thing. It's funny you say that. I actually like the casting. I really did. But the acting was terrible. I'm sorry. It wasn't even good enough for a TV. It wasn't cast properly. Okay. So I, I, I was curious to see what other movies were released in 1997. So Go I on. did a quick internet mm-hmm. search right now. And on Javier's point of view, I will say there was a bunch of great movies released that year. Life is beautiful. Yeah, Here, let me, let, me, let me read off some of them, okay? Titanic, The Lost World. Yeah, Lost World. Goodwill Hunting, the right. fifth element, right? As good as it gets. Yes. Um, Fantastic movies, right there. Don't count Tomorrow Jurassic Never Park dies. too. I did. I already said The Lost World. Oh, you did. Huh? Uh, Men in Black, did. Hercules by Disney was released that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you know one of their greatest movies, but mm. it's a good movie. Flubber with Robin Williams was yes. released that year. Uh, Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, Donnie Brasco was mm-hmm. released that year. Uh, and then you had, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and <laughs> Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which I'm not knocking because I actually thought that I enjoyed I Know What You Did Last Summer. And then if we didn't have that movie, we didn't have the Scream franchise. Right. And Romeo and Michelle was just funny. I like. I don't think I movie. saw that one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really, really great movies that were released that year. So I, I understand your point of view, mm-hmm. but I have to say that I have to agree with Mario that if it's a made-for-TV movie or if it's like a straight-to-DVD release or mm-hmm. something, I immediately put it on a lower Standard's scale lower. because there's less funding. Exactly. Now, okay. What does funding have to do with uh, Steve Gutenberg unable to read it correctly? Well, you said it's the director. I'm what blaming the director. What if you couldn't afford a really good I have to blame director? something. Javier, yeah. listen to me. Go have ahead. you ever heard of a movie called The Match Made in Heaven? No. A TV movie that came out in '97. I don't care. Twelve Angry Men. What about it? Did you have you heard of it? The black and white version, the, the original. The 1997 made for TV. Movie. Never heard of it. Okay, the wrestling game. Are these good movies? 1997 Name made me for a TV good movie. movie. That's the point. They're not because they're made for TV movies. Okay, okay. Then I'll turn it around. <laughs> Who are the actors in these movies? Well, let's check it out. But that's my point. You don't take my these point is seriously. who are, who are the actors? Are the are they just hiring bad actors? Yes, because it's what they can afford. Steve Does that Gutenberg make sense? Yeah, made but, a million movies but, before uh, but, that one, and he was actually pretty good at but some of them. Think about it. Think mm-hmm. about it. Disney produced it, which means mm-hmm. Disney had the money 
to put forth Look, for that. Imagine. Okay, then, then that that takes away completely what he no, said. No, it doesn't. He, they have the money, no, and they, they make crap. No, they made a crappy movie. A Match Made in Heaven in 1997 had John Stamos in it. Uh-huh. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Why don't you know about it? More recently from the yogurt commercials. I'll be honest. I've never even heard of Tower of Terror till you guys told me about it uh, a couple of days ago. The yeah. movie or the ride? The, the movie. movie. The movie. Yeah. I never even heard of it. I had no idea it was even a movie. Again, made for TV movies. Uh-huh. It Honestly, even to the present day, mm-hmm. it's what I was saying about Once Upon a Time. The writing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have terrible effects, and that's what's going to make it cheesy, but it's still something worth watching. And Henry. Henry's brutal <laughs> to watch sometimes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, yes and, and no. And to use the ride itself mm-hmm. as an example, again, the one in Florida had more funding, and so it had the extra fifth dimension element, but the one at California Adventure didn't have as much funding. They right. cut the funding, right. which means they removed that entirely. It doesn't make the ride bad, but it makes it, people will say that the one in Florida is better. Because right. of it, think of the one. I hate to say it, but think of the one here as the made-for-TV version. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not the complete ride version. You know, so, there were enhancements that make this one better for Disney, but it's yeah. still operational. It's an operating ride. I'm not going to blame the the mechanics or whatever that put it together. It's still a good ride. It goes up and down, and it gives me what I need. And so do made-for-TV movies. Mm. They'll give you the entertainment. You're drawn was, by the story. I was bored to tears till the the movie <laughs> actually tur- turned to a positive, whatever. But you just admitted that you turned at one point because uh, because so the, the script. You what you no, because the script did something right. It, it it gave me that that needed twist for to make this movie even watchable. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to go to a theater and pay money to watch this movie. Uh-huh. If it's on the Wonderful World of Disney and I have nothing to do on Saturday night, so free I'm going to sit sucks. down. You, 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 you got what you paid for. Yes. Yeah. And so you're agreeing it sucked. No, I'm you're saying agreeing it, was it sucked. I think I have different levels of entertainment and standards when it comes to cinematography. Yeah, you watch WWE. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? That the acting sucks. Well, they're not actors, they're performers. He got you there. No, they've, they've been in movies. Cena's been in movies. WWE films. Damn it. Because nobody else will hire them. <laughs> the Rock. He's been in fantastic movies. Yeah, but he doesn't really count as a wrestler. Mm. He really counts as <laughs> more of an entertainer. Not anymore, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Just to, just let me take one step back. Uh, the acting sucked. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm, try- that's all I'm trying to say about this. And I'm going to blame the director. That's it. I don't know okay. who it was. I don't care who it was. And the movie for me was almost unwatchable with the cheesiness. I thought I was eating Gouda. I could I could smell <laughs> I could smell I could smell pizza. I don't know what it was. Oh my god. Points. <laughs> I love that. That was weird. Mozzarella all over it. Oh my god. It was nothing but cheese. With <laughs> it was Swiss because that whole movie had nothing but holes in it. <laughs> so bad. All right. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it, it kind of put me in that just like, fast happy forward, place. Fast forward till there's ten minutes left, and you'll love the movie. <laughs> well, that's Javier's opinion. Yeah, that's Javier's opinion. Uh, like I said, I I think for me it just kind of took me back to that whole wonderful world of Disney, that kind of happy spot where you would sit down with your family, and you know it it was just it was just a nice way, a nice movie, like a feel yeah. good movie. Maybe I should have watched it with the family because I watched it alone. There you go. Oh, you and Blue Moon. My <laughs> 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 child, the, the Blue Moon. <laughs> you and the six pack. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you guys have anything else on the ride or the movie? Or I actually do have one more thing I'd like to say. What's up? You know, what would be super interesting, and I hope Disney's listening, and they should make this work. Hmm. The Tip Top Club is something that exists on the hotel. And in the movie, mm-hmm. Ooh, they I'm... need to make that happen. Oh, I like that. There Where needs to actually it? be a, at the top of the hotel. But then they'd have to extend it and make it taller. Fine, let's do it. Then they'd 
it's not my money and it's not my <laughs> construction crew. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but why would you need something like that if you have 1901 in Carthay Circle? Because it's just another element that would make it cool to like make it to the Tip Top Club. Then they have to put a red light and the planes have to avoid yeah. it. I'm for it. Be I don't have to do feet. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's that. How Mario about- has spoken. Yes. <laughs> Disney, let's make it happen. I'll just shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. They can serve bacon martinis. See? Now you're on board. I am mm. on board. But I could get one of those at 1901. But if you could do it there, too, you would go. I'd have to climb. I just think it's a cool concept. Stairs it'd be like It'd be like the Disney Dream Suite. Not everyone gets to go there, but you can reserve it. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to climb stairs and stuff. And you could take the elevator. No, it falls. That's a risk you're going to have to take. So no. You're basically telling me I'll never get in there. Yeah. 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 Then what's the point for yeah, me? You're not allowed. I no. get to go. Yeah. No Javier's allowed. <laughs> no Javier's. Yeah, you don't like made for TV. The movies. No Javier's Club. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been banned from Disneyland. Just DCA. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Well, I, love, I love the ride, by the way. I don't know. I don't know if we should say the fact that some people have posted the entire movie on YouTube. So if you've never watched it, I know it's not available on Netflix. I don't know if it's available on Amazon or Hulu. We'll check that out. And if it is, we'll put it in the blog post. But as far as I know, you can find it in the $2 DVD bin at Walmart. Oh, don't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you could also, you know, just go on YouTube and, and find it yep. uh, while it's still available. Or watch fingers. it and return it. No. no, I would say keep it. It's a good part of Disneyana. So, all right, guys, um, I think that concludes that talk. Um, before we actually close out the podcast, uh, I want to say uh, thanks to everybody because the support that we just keep getting from everybody is just crazy insane. It's like, awesome. It's overwhelming. There's so much beyond, love out there. Yeah, it's, yep. it's beyond our expectations, and we truly, truly love that you guys are so on board with what we're doing. Um, you know, when we started this, it was just kind of us just having these conversations and the decision just came to just start recording it. And hopefully at least one or two people would enjoy what we're doing. And now we know at least six of you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, six. Uh, uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's more than six, but uh, we really do appreciate all the comments and it's all eight. the shout outs and stuff like that. So I do want to shout out uh, a couple of people. Uh, the first person that I want to shout out is uh, on Instagram. It is siren underscore ace. ace. So siren underscore ace. Um, they posted something on Instagram. They said that they were binge watching and to or binge watching, binge listening to, <laughs> uh, to all of the podcasts. Have you so, been recording this? <laughs> I had no um, idea. Oh, no, I didn't hit the record button, guys. Uh, yeah, I've been there before. Where's the hidden cameras, too? I know. Been there before. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they were binge listening. and That's cool. Binge listening is awesome. I, I don't know what to say other than I'm honored that people have decided that they want to go through the horrible task of listening to so many episodes of us all at once and got through the first episode oh man that was brutal yeah but so so thank you very much uh siren underscore ace uh it it seems that that underscore just kind of ruins the flow of higher higher let's just say siren ace well no no what if there's a siren ace without the underscore true sense yeah you can't do that you know you have to you have to give credit where credit is due that's right so uh, that will be the first shout out. Uh, the other shout out that I want to throw out there is for uh, Ashley A. Mack. She was the winner of the Save the Pandas contest. Congratulations. So Congrats. thank you so much for listening. And again, just thank you to everybody that was a part of that contest. Uh, we're going to have more coming up. That was just the, the very first one that we did. I don't know how soon we're going to do another one, but we'll have one. So it's coming, guys. The other shout-out is for uh, the Midnight Rollers SC. They actually recently shouted us out on Instagram as well. And if I remember correctly, they binge-listened too. Wow. So Uh I I think they started listening during the the 12-episode mark before we had launched last week's episode. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to them. So thank you guys so much for all of the support that that you guys are showing us. And – you know, one other one other person that I that I want to shout out is uh, at Disney Film Facts. Right. 
at Disney Film Facts, if if you guys are trivia nerds, oh my god, this account is so fantastic, guys. You are going to find some really, really random facts that, for the most part, we haven't found in, like, books or, like, in our own research and stuff like that. And I completely recommend this account. If you guys, like I said, if you guys are trivia nerds, um, go follow Disney Film Facts. You're not going to regret it. Every day, at least once or twice a day, you're getting a new fact. And fantastic knowledge about a lot of different stuff yeah. in the Disney library. Guys. Disney Wikipedia. Yeah. This is just stuff that we've had questions about, and he can answer them pretty quickly. So that's really yeah. impressive. So shout out to Disney Film Facts. Uh, we really enjoy that account. So, All right, guys. That is all the time we have for this episode. Um, again, if you guys are listening through iTunes or through Stitcher, Please leave us a comment and a review if possible. That will make our podcast visible to a lot more people. And uh, if you are listening through the website, uh, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. And that's it. So uh, we're going to use a new closer today? Create one. Okay. Uh, eat bacon sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I meant to say bacon strips. <laughs> it sounds like a doggy treat. <laughs> okay, we clearly need to decide what our closing uh, comment is going to be. Okay, now we just need so. to stick with the original. You know what? <laughs> bacon sticks it is. Oh, I got one. Let's let's use this one. Um, we really do need to decide on which one we're gonna use going forward. Yeah. Um, I love this one though. So, all right, guys. Until next week. Here's to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. I like it. Me all too. Right. Yeah. See you guys next one. week. See ya. Peace. Bye. <laughs>